Hello and welcome. My name is Mary Lou and you're listening to the Hera Hotspot podcast, which is all about well-being for women both at home and at work. We'll be talking to female entrepreneurs about their business journey and what inspires them, whilst also what living and working holistically looks like to them. To hear and be able to relate to other people's journeys can be a powerful reminder to us all of our own inner strength, resilience and abilities, whilst also inspiring us to better ourselves. In this series, we'll also be meeting some holistic practitioners and exploring their wonderful practices and how they can help us in our everyday lives. In this week's episode, I'm delighted to introduce someone who is a privilege to call a friend, Vic Rendell, who is a mother, physiotherapist and business owner of the Health Hub in Kingsbridge. I've known Vic for many years and it was a delight to spend some time with her and listen to her insights on growing and running your own business. After eight years of working within the health system, Vic started her own business, Key Physio, in 2009. And this grew in the end of 2016 into a wonderful creative physical arena for exploring ailments and supporting people on their journey to wellness that is the Health Hub. I will just say for those listening back to this, that for context of the latter part of the interview, it was recorded just as social distancing regime was implemented for the coronavirus outbreak. Vic's energy is vibrant, candid and delightfully funny. It was a total pleasure to dip into her thoughts on running her business and how she has developed as an individual during the process. I could have talked and laughed with her for hours, but next time I'll do it before 9pm. <laughs> so thank you for being with me, Vic, today. Um, I've already introduced you at the beginning, but can I ask that if you sat next to someone at dinner, how would you, what would you tell them that you do? I would say that I'm a physio and I, I work at this place in Kingsbridge and they're like oh great and I still 10 years in struggle to say that I'm it's my business why uh, I think that I feel like a fraud half the time and I feel like it's a bit of this imposter syndrome and I think for the last actually think that's a really good thing I, I know I don't think I know that it's taken me a long while to accept that I have a business and to feel confident to stand as the face of it I would rather hide behind it often so as, did there come a point in the last 10 years when you went okay I'm up for this now about it was probably about 18 months ago two years ago and I was like crikey okay I'm eight years in now and still having a load of problems that I was having in day one. <laughs> Getting a bit bored of it now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, why me? Why is all this happening? You know, continual challenges, which is business, I realise now. Um, but I was not facing them in the right way. And I think that I was focusing on the wrong things. And all of a sudden, I just woke up and I was like, well, this is my thing to sort out. Mm. There's no one else who's going to do it. Mm. I can't... I can't bear to be having these worries and whining and I can't bear my friends to hear me sort of talk about work mm. anymore in this way. And I suddenly was like, okay, well, I'm the only one who's going to change this. So I've got to. So just plowed into a lot of learning about business instead of I focused so much on the skills I needed as um, <clears throat> for my 
day-to-day job as a as a therapist mm. so I'd, I'd focused loads on being clinically good and skilling myself up there and at no point had I ever really focused fully on the what it takes and the needs of a business and how to best do that and so it was all about you're working in your business not on your business very much mm. and which is so easy to do because yeah. working in your business is your sort of taught or you think that's what makes the money. Yeah. That I, you know, I charge yeah. per hour, I have so many clients, yeah. but actually you feel that if I take that time off or I go for that walk or I do that, I, you know, I'm a service industry. I'm, I'm mm. you know, I can't charge per hour. Mm. And it's only you see the value of that working on it retrospectively, mm-hmm. but it's, it feels quite um, counterintuitive to uh-huh. do it at the time, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. And it's so easy to go back and it is that, um, you know, fill the fear and do it anyway. You know, um, there's many people that talk about the things that scare you most are exactly the things that you Mm. need to be doing. Mm. The things you don't want to do, the things you put off doing Mm. are the exact things that you should be doing. And, you know, you'd never, somebody said to me once that you would never expect somebody who's done an MBA to suddenly open a physio clinic and decide to be a physio mm. and yet so many of us in in many professions not just mine would think okay well I've got these skills right let's go let's open a business mm. and haven't and haven't thought about how to make that business um a success mm. in whatever terms that means and I don't necessarily mean that in a financial sense mm. I mean you know there's so many people who who are hugely successful I feel because they're managing to live a, their best life mm. and and juggle. I try desperately not to use that, but mm. but you know uh, have boundaries actually in how they're working and they they do that really successfully. And to mm. me, I'm I'm kind of a bit in awe of them. Mm. So um, yeah, there's been that's the biggest thing that has turned me around is to start feeling competent and have more confidence in actually being a leader, a business owner and and feeling successful in that role. Um, Is that because that, that space was always vacant and you kept kind of looking at it going, I'm not ready to step up. And because and it kept remaining vacant, eventually there was almost a spotlight on it going, actually... I really have to occupy that space now. It's becoming it's like the elephant in the room. Oh, no. no one else is getting up there. No. <laughs> like, it's I mean, a bit like when you move out of home yeah. and your socks are on the stairs yeah. and you realise, actually, mummy's not going to pick them up anymore. Really. Shit, oh, I've no. got to do it. I've got to do the no. washing up. <laughs> and it's like, I want to have slopey shoulders. <laughs> Who can I delegate this to? Oh, no one. <laughs> ah, I have to learn to do this. So did the, when you did learn and you did step up, yeah. where did that learning come from? For the business bit, did you did you have it in you all the time and went okay? I'm actually going to do what I secretly know to do, or was it I need to be mentored, or I need to read, or I need to study? Or I think it was recognizing where the current biggest challenges in my business were, and I love a book as you can see right now. <laughs> I've got piles of them. None of them are nice like reading books. They're all like heavy. <laughs> accountancy for dummies yeah yes. exactly like I do read them like not all the time straight away through but yeah. you know pick and choose and all that and um the one of I think that a lot of books came to me at the right time mm. you know and I'm you know me I'm a mm. very big believer in things coming when they're meant yeah. to and that side of things and um 
one of the things, one of the books that I read around this time was um, The One Thing, which is just up there. And I have no idea who the author is. So I can give these to you later if that's mm. helpful, a, yeah, yeah. a list of references yeah, for books that are useful. But it talks about, you know, what one thing that if you did it right now would make a, all the other things not necessary to do. Mm. So it was just making you... Gosh, that's a big concept to really drill down and get that one yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's almost like, you know, going up but and looking down. And, you know, I'm, I, I find it hard to remain grounded anyway, as mm. you know, and mm. it's a real challenge for me to not get swept up in my thoughts and my ideas and excitement about that and lose myself in the actual practicalities of it. And mm. I, that was huge for me is to go, okay, right, this is the biggest problem right now. And if I'm going to, if the, the one thing I could do that would make all of these other things a bunch mm. better. Mm. Um, and I did it and it, 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 it was, I looked, started looking at things like that. And then various different books came into my life mm. and various different podcasts. And I'd been following um, a, a business, a physio who has d a, done very, big things in his business and now has developed his own um, uh, uh, teaching business uh, surrounding our, our physio mm. and how to support that. And, you know, from a uh, marketing point of view, from a, you know, just a, a structural point of view, a leadership point of view, a sales point of view, all sorts of different things. And and whilst, you know, I, I kind of was one of those little in the background checking things out. And, and the more and more, I, I just kind of got to a point of desperation, actually, to be mm. fair. And it was like, I, I literally can't do this anymore. I'm done. Mm. I'm done. I'm done with feeling like this. I'm done with still earning what I earned when mm. I left London nearly like 15 years ago as a junior therapist. You know, this isn't what my... I'm working every hour. I'm working mm. every evening. This is not my vision of success. There has to be a better way. There has to be yeah. a better way. Not spending enough time with my daughter. You know, like all of those things, mm. and 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 you're like, yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm trying. I think somebody says like you're a bit a busy fool, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And you're just running mm. around. Mm. But I'm being so productive, but yeah. I'm doing all these things. How can yeah. it not work? And I'm yeah. fanning around at the best of times. So actually, mm. having like a, a really focus mm. is really important and so just to go okay this is the one thing I'm going to focus mm. on and I did it and was that the time when I saw you and you said that you'd taken you were about to take or had taken two months off and you said I just have to step back and it enabled you to kind of overview and then you were writing your blogs and you you found it really remember you were saying you found it really cathartic yeah. was that the time you were doing that or was it prior to no, that no it was after that so that was about four years ago mm. and this came more recently because again I thought I, I thought ah oh, this is the answer this mm. is the answer for me mm. and I was like yeah I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and you know ideas 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 and then not the seeing it through to the end point and mm. and and, it, and actually that wasn't the right thing to do because I didn't have the infrastructure around me to support what my ideas were at that point mm. so it, it basically you know and I'm sure so many people feel as I have felt that they literally get to that point where enough is enough. And, you know, some, I was reading an article at this, this point in time, uh, you know, nearly two years ago now or 18 months ago. And there was, um, 
it was an article from the Bee about the Bee Gees of all things. <laughs> and they were saying, and it was like, you know, never, you know, just about when you're going to quit, that's when you're just yeah, yeah, about yeah. to be, yeah. it's all going to come together. Mm. And I was, and I've got to the point where I feel like I'm mm. just about to quit so many times, mm. but I really, really got to the point where I was mm. going to quit. And then I was like, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to try. And I, I, I was comfortable with my choice of the one thing that I was going to do. Mm. And I had nothing at that point. I just felt I've got nothing to lose yeah. because I'm done. And if this works, which it should work, because if I trust this guy I've been learning yeah, yeah. from, it will work. Was that just a, um, an, impl an implementation of a of a system? Or was that a financial input? Or was that a huge restructure? Did it feel massive at the time? It was oh, like, God, yeah. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. It felt huge. And it was to do with pricing, mm. which I think a lot of us who work in healthcare struggle yeah. with. Yeah. And I think a lot of us who work in any way to do with other people when mm. we're an hourly rate. And mm. I think, mm. you know, there's massive... You devalue yourself before they even consider, yeah. your client even considers it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you, there's many reasons and, and I'm not about to try to say this to anyone because I can remember being, you know, when I first started or or a long, long time ago when I heard about what people were charging, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so mm. wrong. Mm. And actually, that was that was my ego talking. That mm. was my insecurities. That was all of that. And that was my absolutely terrible understanding about what it takes mm. to actually run a business and run a business which has the backup and structure as mine does. Mm. You know, like my – I don't – I have a clinic, mm. so – your time when you see people isn't just about when they're in the mm. treatment room. Mm. It's about all the other ways in which you're supporting totally. them as well. Yeah. And, you know, the time that mm. you are able mm. to have someone spend with mm. them on the telephone before mm. they arrive. Mm. It's all about, you know, the um, support and the things that you can offer them before they even come in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the information you're providing. It's the experience they get when they're in there. Mm -hmm. The fact that mm -hmm. they don't you're learning feel and rushed. You're, yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. that's before you start looking at actually the time that mm -hmm. the clinician is spending with them. So, mm -hmm. but you know, massive things. And mm -hmm. and I think when we're in in the caring profession, you want to help people. Mm -hmm. That's your thing. But it's that um, it's that catch twenty two because most people, when I find that in my past businesses and with my husband's business, when he's a service industry, and people go, "How much do you charge an hour?" Mm -hmm. and so. You're, you're restricted by other people's perception of, oh, you know, whether you're a, a tradesman at, same, you know, £25 mm. an hour or you're a clinician mm. at either £40 or £60 an hour, their limitation, that's what you work to. Mm. But actually, and the, the problem is they actually have to either get on the table or experience the quality of the tradesman and his tools, mm -hmm. whether that be, you know, a, a physical therapy, to go, oh, actually, I feel so much better. And by you facilitating my wellness I can now go to work or I actually know I, I have better mm -hmm. mental health because the pain was so bad mm -hmm. for me or actually I'm able to have a life and that to me is priceless yeah and it's and that can happen you could go to someone who's less qualified who mm -hmm. has less facilities and who but who's charging 20 pound less but either that treatment won't work or it'll be slower to implement mm -hmm. but it's it's that catch-22 of they've actually got to experience you yeah in a way don't they yeah. but for, for me your reputation precedes you so you almost I would have thought have gone beyond that I think 
I think the challenge is, is especially in a business where you've got other people and and if you are trying to not be in the business all the time, is to make sure that you create something whereby all of the people, all the clinicians you're with, or all the people who are working under you are valued equal to you. Mm. And it, it, it was very important to me to not have um, a hierarchical price, mm. you know, like, you know, just because I'm uh, the business owner, mm. my skills in in this area are no better or, or, or worse than anybody else. Mm. It's just um, that maybe my skills are in a certain field, whereas my other clinicians are by far more skilled than me mm. in, and in, in many areas, including the ones I'm in, you know, mm. but it, it, there's so many variables. But I think that, that one of the biggest things for us has been about showing people the value of what you do. Mm. And, um, and I think for people who are charging, who are an hourly rate or how, run by appointments. So when, and, and maybe actually this applies to people when they're selling products as well, mm. is that the key is to be able to show the value of what you do to people. Yeah. And for me, the value of what we do isn't, what we do it's what we enable them to achieve yeah so it's not okay my skills are in this type of physio or I do this treatment or that treatment and I treat this this and this they actually our skills are getting people independent again yeah you know external rather than internal yeah well Mm. and it's emotive it's Mm. emotional you know and when people are going to make decisions about purchasing anything Mm. and and by the way this is not my stuff this is what I have learned from other people who were way more qualified (laughs) than me this is not me (laughs) but you know people make decisions on purchasing from the emotional part of their brain so if you don't connect with them on an emotional level Mm. then it becomes Mm. quite hard and Mm. and a lot of us are not comfortable discussing Mm. finance in any way with people and you're like oh I'm a bit embarrassed Mm. let's gloss Mm. over that or not really say Mm. it and you know leave it as a surprise (laughs) (laughs) I've always found that from my perspective in retail Mm. I've always tried to create an emotional experience for someone I've always been quite fascinated by the psychology of shopping how M&S will have the the carpeted floor the tiled floor and how how they manipulate you to move around Mm. but for me it was about you can get a, um, a beautiful handmade mug and put it on a, on a boring table and it will probably look beautiful because it's handmade or you can create a setting for it. Mm. And you we forget how visual we are and how mm. actually you've had an emotional experience without realising it, yeah. whether by the colours of, of yeah. your logo, your building or the yeah. setup for your reception or yeah. the way I laid out my shops. Yeah. And for me, it was always about... Um, respecting that the client's coming in, that they've taken the time to come in, that they're giving you their money. And all of that is really personal. And I've always tried to honour that yeah. by by going, actually, I, I'm going to tell you the story about who the person who makes this this necklace or this mug or, mm. the, or this basket. Yeah. And it was never buy it. It's like, actually, this is really interesting. It's made by this lady and this is how yeah. she does it. And and then I would leave it. So, But they felt that you had, you know, included mm. them. I, I totally agree. Mm. And, you know, people want to feel heard yeah and they want people people don't give people time or so busy no no and you know it- i find it really disrespectful mm. i think mm. and i think that if you're not prepared to put to honor that and to and mm. to give your your client or your customer everything mm. then you 
it's a bit harsh to say you just don't deserve to be in business, but you don't necessarily deserve to succeed because you're failing to give your all. Mm. You can't just have a product on a wall. And I remember there was one shop in Kingsbridge years ago when we first moved in and she was so grumpy and she, the whole atmosphere in the shop was horrible. And surprise, surprise, she didn't, she didn't mm. succeed. And it's mm. like, gosh, if you only had been more engaging mm. and actually, you know, because it, it was a shop where people used the product to, to do stuff and it really enhanced their lives. And mm. it's like, gosh, you could really buy into people's lives here. You've absolutely missed a trick. Mm. Why are you in retail? If you mm. feel that uncomfortable being in front mm. of people, go and get a desk job, which is fine yeah. if that's your thing. There's yeah, no yeah. judgment, yeah. but you are in front of people. Yeah. You know, especially what we do when we're health workers, you absolutely... Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to be vulnerable to a large degree and be honest and open and own your space. Go, yeah. well, this is who I am. Yeah. Come and share my space with me. Come and share my knowledge. But how many people are comfortable to do that mm. for whatever reason? And I mm. think in my journey, you know, I'm, I'm really comfortable in my little treatment room. Mm. But as soon as, you know, that's why, oh, yeah, I work in that building. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know... Just putting your head up there means that you're open to, you're open to criticism. So, mm. or, or open to feedback, mm. good and bad, actually, mm. which mm. is lovely, but mm. um, and and useful actually. Mm. It doesn't if it need comes to be with, a thing to fear. No, it, if it comes with heart and it's yeah. constructive and people yeah. want you to succeed, yeah. and that more often not that is then the ego that gets yeah. in the way if you totally. don't accept it. Because yeah. like, oh my, I'm being judged, and yeah. if they're being horrible and yeah. you know, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And I think for me, that comes with age. I've only just kind yeah. of got there where I'm comfortable to go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm comfortable enough with who I am and what I offer yeah. and what I believe yeah. that I don't feel judged yeah. or I don't feel criticised. Because it's as you were saying earlier, before we started, that's just your opinion. Mm. You know, that that's yours. Mm. That's not mine. I don't have yeah. to take that on board yeah. in any way, do I? Yeah. And you can choose to listen to all these things, can't you? And mm. it's Again, somebody said to me very, very early on in my business, who was supporting me in the business sense at the time and helping from that point of view, coaching me, they said, you know, it's important to be the consummate cherry picker. And mm. I will never forget that advice because that was really true. Because I I think I'm, I'm, I've always been very much one to go, oh, my goodness, this person knows it. Oh, yeah, they're great. Mm. I'm going to do mm. all of the things they say because that's great. Mm. And and that, I suppose, comes back down to confidence maybe mm. a bit. And and now, and perhaps it's just the fact that, you know, 10 plus years down the line, mm. I, I feel maybe that some of the experiences that I've had and have helped me think differently, but also perhaps that I'm maybe more comfortable in having a voice and an opinion and and being able to much clearer express that. Um, but after your year's experience, mm. you're you're the expert now. I know. And it's and it's and, like, oh. <laughs> and you oh, forget I've got sweat on now. <laughs> that we have we have knowledge. Yeah. And I was I was saying to um a client the other day, there was a time in my 40s, I'm now 50, where enough had happened, enough enough big mm. stuff had happened mm. that it felt that it defined me, but in a negative way. It was like, oh, I've got that and that and that. And then I was in an, um, an environment where I was listening to young women tell stories that I could relate to. Oh, yes, I've been there. So I turned in one weekend from being someone who was wore it quite heavily mm. to actually going, Actually, I have a wisdom now and, mm. and I'm going to use that experience mm -hmm. to help people rather than let it weigh me down mm -hmm. because it's so easy, isn't it, to, to 
life is so yeah. many ups and downs. Yeah. But when you get to the point, you go, actually, these are treasures. Mm. These are gifts of knowledge, yeah. gifts of experience that I can help other people learn by. Yeah. And I've learned by. Mm. And of all the things, you feel actually I wouldn't change most of them because mm. I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have the resilience, the strength. I wouldn't have had the courage to do that yeah. without life kicking in the butt every now and then. Yeah. I 100% agree. Mm. And as tough as those times are in any area of your life, mm you know, coming through them is is powerful. Mm. And yeah, I agree. You, you know, you know a lot of my personal stuff and that um I I would safely say that it's probably only been in the last six months that I have started to feel like I've come mm. out of a, a, a hard place that mm. I've been in for 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 many years. Mm. But it, it's just so interesting how so many things are all tied in, aren't mm. they? And well, with hindsight, yeah. you can put more in it, in it, kind of the little bits of gold that when you melt them all down, they make your crown yeah. in a way. But at the time, but at the time, they feel like gravel under your feet yeah. because it's stopping you. Yeah. But it's, you know, again, it's hindsight yeah. is a wonderful thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So I'm going to rewind because we dove straight into where you are now. So you started in 2011 with Key Physio? No, no, it was earlier than that. Right. So I opened that back in 2009. Right. And prior to that, had been working as a locum in um, the military in Plymouth. And during that time, I'd been doing some evenings and um, working, yeah, working in the evenings. and then with, with your own clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was like, oh, I just don't want to be traveling to Plymouth every day. Mm. And and I, I knew that there was a need for some form of 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 clinic locally. And I, I always loved the idea of having lots of support for somebody under one roof. And I think, you know, my belief is that there's loads of ways to get from A to B. Mm. And and according, you know, everyone is so unique not just because of their injury or illness mm. that they've got, but because of their beliefs and the mm. barriers that they've mm. got and and all sorts and sorts of things that go into making them up as a, mm. as a human. Mm. You know, what they have to do for a living, the postures they stay, you know, like all sorts yeah. of different things. Um, and and I, I like the idea of having having a very whole person approach to looking after them because what's certain things will be right for them at a certain point in their time according mm. to where they are and and so and also there's safety in that isn't there because mm. it's not all on you and no. and to be able to build a team around you of of very like-minded people that mm. that like that team structure was always what I wanted to create um and so was that yeah. the was the health hub because that was key physio yeah. and then he did health hub in yeah. September 2016 yeah. So, so it, had that been always in your head to expand into that? No. Or did it morph into that over the no. seven years? I don't really think there was a plan. Without <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a plan, you've done very well. They had a plan that was to open a clinic that had lots of great people working in it and that, you know, you had all sorts of wonderful disciplines under mm. one roof and wouldn't it be great to be able to look after people's fitness? And, you know, that was that was my business plan on a napkin you know <laughs> oh it'd be nice to be doing this and this is what I really feel like people benefit from and 
all the experiences in my own body and health that I'd have. I know that I, I but did it. To... So if it was your plan, was it, <clears throat> would it, it would be nice, but actually I can't do that? Or was it actually one day I'm going to do this? No, no. It was <laughs> like, yeah, let's start it. And actually, I think if you ever, if I had ever thought about what it would be like, I don't think people would ever do it. Mm. You know, if you mm. fully understand mm. I'm sure it's what so true is for so many happen. people. Yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, my family are immense. I love them to bits. Mm. And, you know, they ran a business for many, many years and, um, and ever so supportive, ever so supportive. And not, not once did they say, hey, really, are you sure you want to go down that route? They mm. were just amazing. So lucky. Just so supportive. Mm. And, and what a gift that is to me to mm. have that confidence from them in, mm. in that. But, you know, they, they, I never knew the, the challenges I would face, even though they knew they were going to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would never you have... So you'd never jump if you knew? No. And once your feet are in it, you think, actually, I just have to find a way you're through. you're going to do it. Mm. And actually, if I believe enough in this thing, this lifestyle, this approach, you mm. know, like if you believe enough in mm. it then you should be able to find a way, mm. you know, like it's like like childcare. Gosh, yeah. I've got my own business. If mm. I can't make it work mm. around my own business, that's sad because mm. I should be able yeah. to. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's probably the, one of the benefits, mm. you know. And I think, yeah, from my experience in the past, it's I've always loved what I've done. Yeah. But it's when the, the hard times have come, it's like how much – how much of you do you put into it? How much risk do you take? Yeah. How much is this worth it? And yeah. I've always thought it was. I've always tried yeah. to put my all into it. Yeah. But now I'm doing what I what I love and where my heart and my soul yeah. are. You can see that actually there, there's no question of, of not climbing the mountain or you know yeah. trying to find a way around because yeah. the goal or the the soul part of you is so big and so important. Mm. The rest just seems small and, mm. and you have to do it, mm. really. I, I do often ask myself what makes, what motivates me and you know when people ask you and I hope that's not one of your questions <laughs> God, so. I'll probably give you my answer now anyway <laughs> so, but you know people are going oh what motivates you to do this and mm. I'm like I don't know <laughs> I just need to yeah and I do love it I does love it feel like work it has done on occasions mm. but sometimes I, I don't know it feels I suppose maybe it's the vocational side of things mm. and that belief but but then also it's habit now. I, mm. I I've kind of trained myself to do this, to be this way about this thing mm. because it's it, it is supporting lots of people now who I truly believe in who are in my business. Mm. But also it's it's um, supporting me, <laughs> and it, it's supporting a lot of other people. And I really feel passionate about other people understanding that there are ways of getting over these things mm. that maybe aren't haven't have they haven't encountered before mm. and and it's it's not complicated it's just specific and again that's not my line <laughs> that was one that I got from a friend you'll have to start making it's them yours you have cliche. to adopt them at some stage I don't even I've re I don't even think I've got my own I'm just borrowing everyone else's but at least I'm being honest about that <laughs> <laughs> does it when you 
does it feel at any time when it's really problematic, you go, oh, I just wish I could just go to work and get a wage and, and work for someone else and, and not have this? I think that there's been many times, and I'm sure we've all experienced them, where there's so much going on away from work in your personal life or what have you. And you're like, oh my God, how am I going to go into work today? Or there's something big in the business and you're like, how am I going to like go in there with a smiley face and Mm. be positive and motivating? And how am I going to do that? And I think I feel blessed with my job. And I know that many of my buddies feel the same Mm. is that the moment you go into that treatment room, it's so about the other person and that actually what's going on for you, you, you there's no that's blocked out yeah. it's not even there because your entire mm. focus in that time you're with them is about them mm. and and it's wonderful mm. and it's exceedingly distracting mm. from many things mm. and it's got me through so much actually yeah. and you know you could go into that first session and be like I don't know how I'm going to get through my day mm. or you know you're feeling a bit under the weather or you've just got so much on and you're like I don't know how I'm mm. going to get it all done today but then the moment you're in that room it's like mm. oh, I love this but is it added when, when you have the when you have issues as soon as you help someone else yeah, it makes everything go away and and yeah I mean, I find when I'm in a treatment room, I did come up with a perfect phrase and see if I can remember it the other day, is I totally t- make, I make, I hold space and I'm totally present for my clients. Yes. And I, and I totally um, am there and and listen to their story, but I don't necessarily absorb it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's the thing as a, as, a, as a health worker is you can't take away their stories. Plus I have a terrible memory. So luckily I do forget <laughs> a lot of the stories, which is not disrespect to the stories no. I have. Because I feel hugely honoured when people do open up. Oh, I yeah. feel it's sometimes I had an amazing client the other day, and I almost wanted to pay her because yeah. it was such an honour to treat her, yeah. and she taught me so much within yeah. within the discipline and how she reacted yeah. to it. Um, but it is, it's it's a bit like fishing in a way. When I when I fish, mm-hmm. you just forget everything else because you have to focus on that. But when you're when you're holding space for someone yeah. and you're helping them, it's it's beautiful and distracting. Yeah. It's and, a joy. Yeah, it's a joy to be. It's a joy that people trust you enough mm. to allow you into that space mm. and that vulnerability mm. that they have. Mm. Um, it's a privilege mm. and an honour. Totally agree. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I learn so much from my clients, mm. you know, and, and and it's wonderful how, again, that holding that space, that being present, that being grounded. And, and it's amazing the clarity in thinking that you can get in there. Yeah. Like I could often be thinking, what is going on here? Mm. And trying to figure it out in your head while you're trying to have a conversation and, mm. you know, and then it, it the, you know, you can make connections with how you're thinking mm. that I would never have mm. been, a, I, I couldn't mm. do unless I was in that mm. present mm. situation with them. So. But it's also, I find it's being present, but I find if I think too much because yeah. I'm very analytical yeah. and I'll start going, why, why, why? Mm. As soon as I let go and I, and I almost sort of say, you know, the universe kind of either help me out or, or wait for all the pieces to fall yeah. and then you just see it fall going yeah. oh okay yeah that makes sense now but it's the not for me it's the not overthinking yeah because because it kind of involves too much of me too much of mm-hmm. maybe not ego but mm. the trying the, the controlling of wanting mm. to know it and, and it's that, trusting you have the knowledge that it, all the pieces fall yeah. together and that is a key thing i believe um, regarding the business side of things mm. is that trusting in that, 
that process, obviously making sure that, you know, the, the better things, the better things you you ask, the better questions you ask about your business, the better answers you'll get. Mm. Again, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fraud. <laughs> but you've still got to find the question. Yeah. I don't tell well, you what you the do. question is, do no, you? No, but it, it's making you look at the right things to ask instead mm. of, so, you know, it, it, like with me, you know, oh, you've got knee pain. Okay, you've got something wrong with your knee. <laughs> Let's treat it. And and then maybe I might look at the joint above or below. Mm. But a better question is like, okay, you've got you've got pain in your knee and it's mm. coming from this structure. And mm. now should we ask why? Why mm. is your knee moving in that way mm. that makes that mm. structure load in that way to mm. make it hurt? Mm. You know, like... Mm. The, the cause, not the symptom. Yeah. Which to me is the and crux of all, all the health. Yeah, mm. it's like, you know, the problem might be one thing mm. but it's caused by mm. your thinking or your decisions that are being made in another way that's really interesting i never i've, I've always applied it in a health perspective and i've yeah. never thought to apply it in a business perspective yeah. and it's like you know our life axis that we yeah. were talking about yeah that applies to business that mm. applies to rehab mm. and i was like oh and so now you know often i'll be talking to a client and say you know people talk about life and it being you know you start here and you go here mm. and actually the reality is mm. that yeah, big ball of string <laughs> And I'm like, that's what this journey's about. Yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I, I might articulate it in a better way. Um, but that, that it, it does. And I think it's really funny how that my earliest thoughts as a business person was like, I'm a rubbish business owner. I'm a rubbish leader. I'm a rubbish boss. I'm a rubbish this. And you know, that self-talk's mm, never mm, very good, is no. it? Um but I felt like I needed to put a different hat on to be the different role mm. that I was in, mm. if you know what I mean. So I'd be, I'd have that hat on mm. in that treatment room. And then when I came out, I'd have this different hat and this different hat. And I was like, I don't have the skills to, to mm. be a leader. So I've got to pretend I have them or, mm. or learn these skills that I think that I need. And, and again, somebody said to me at the time, well, you could just be you in all of those situations. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can't be work. me. No, that won't work. <laughs> I fanny around too much. Oh, no. Don't let me be me. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, it's right. But that, uh, that... It's exhausting to be otherwise, really. Well, yeah. Isn't it? And I think that's it. But You've got to remember and, who you are and yeah. each, you know, find, find your hats each mm. time. And it was, it was exhausting. And I think that a lot of people, um, well, I didn't really know what I was doing. And so instead of being but do you think any? That, yeah, but do you think any of us do? Because yeah. you, can, you can take a, a business degree or, yeah. you know, the theory can happen, but life yeah. doesn't, you know. Life's a ball of string. It is. It's not, it's not pieces <laughs> on a board. It's no. like snakes and ladders maybe, but yes. it, it's not there's a start and a finish and you just move your counter, yeah. you throw, throw a six and you're done. Exactly. It just doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. I mean, I've always found the problem for me, and that's kind of why I want to do what I'm doing now, is to do it on your own and be objective is really hard. Mm. I've always wanted another person to talk to in order to, for me, it, it's so close to my face, mm. to get it on the table, to mm -hmm. get a distant viewpoint where maybe, maybe it's not ego, or you're just emotionally invested. Mm. If it's your money or it's your time or it's your family and it's yeah. your passion, it's really hard to... You were saying to answer that, find that one question, or yeah. you know, look at it like that. I've been. Mean, have you found the same? Yeah, 
All the time. Mm. All the time. So have you got the ob objectivity? Um, time, mm. as boring as that sounds, um, perhaps having a lot more confidence in my ability um, and having more confidence in me as a person mm. um, and knowing that I can have an opinion and it matters. Mm. And even one of the things, and it, it happened quite recently, and one of my team members laughed at me and they were like, oh, is your business fit? You should be able to say how you want it to be. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. And it is so ridiculous. You keep turning around and looking for who's in charge. Yeah, I do. I still do it all the time. But then, and it's, so it's really, it's really interesting. It's so interesting. And, you know, why, why we like that? But I'm sure for me, a lot of it comes down to confidence mm -hmm. and that feeling of, I can do it. I'm worthy of it. Worthy. Mm -hmm. Good old Brené Brown. We love her. <laughs> we do love Brené. I've got yes. love her lines too. I might pull them out in a minute. At least you remember them. I forget them all. I love them at the time and I write them down and then I just, there's this line and I get it all muddled up. And yeah, anyway. I know. Oh, something in there. You're pretty good at remembering them. You're tattooed all up your I arm. I have to say them a lot. Remember them your every mantras. day. My mantras every day. Yeah. And now, you know, I've got a lot of, lot of, I've got a lot of good, wonderful female buddies around me who I love, value, respect enormously. And, and I think when I started my business, a bit like you said, I don't, I don't think I really knew anybody else who mm. did. And I don't really know why. I just was like, oh, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> How many of us have done that? Yeah. Well, let's do it. I reckon I could pay my rent if I do this many classes. What other expenses are there? Oh, oh, rates. Okay, what are those? Oh, they're quite a lot here, aren't they? <laughs> Oh, a lot of classes. Might need to do another few classes. <laughs> anyway, it's terrible. So, were your friends were they in business or were they just no, friends and just supporting were, you as yeah. a person? And um, they, yeah, they were just my cheerleaders, I think. Mm. Um, and um, and I, I looked, and I have had some mentors who have been enormously helpful at, at those periods in that journey, which I've been very grateful for. And um, yeah, I didn't really have it. And again, another lovely one. I was somebody said oh, there's this great podcast, and I think it's a TED talk, right? But I will find it and okay. I'll give it to you. Okay. And there's you, apparently you need five people in your life, don't you? You need you need the mentor. You need the I'm not going to remember them all now. <laughs> you started now. Oh, they're written on my desk. Um, you need you know everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs a coach. Mm. Everybody needs a a cheerleader. Mm. Everybody needs a a friend. And the last one, it's probably the most important one. Accountant. Yeah, no. yeah, maybe. Um, I can't remember. Oh, that's really disappointing. I will <laughs> it'll, let you it'll know. Come to you. But it was really interesting about those five people and saying, you know, you're the product of the five people you spend most time with. But and I heard a version of that the other day on a podcast, and you are the mean wage of the five people you hang out with. The mean wage? Mm. Wow. Because it's, again, which I found really interesting because <gasps> I'm not sure I have many wealthy friends. <laughs> 
that's slightly disappointing. But it was you mix with people and if they don't I think it was more about having a successful mindset and that wasn't yeah. necessarily sort of greed and wanting to do it but it's yeah. maybe being brave and yeah. if you're around people who are taking those risks yeah. and and it's working for them that kind of rubs off yeah. on you yeah. so you could have all those people yeah. but if they're you know all just learning for a minimum wage yeah. sometimes you can feel quite guilty about maybe yes. about being successful yes. you have to be amongst people where yeah. you feel either equal or, or yeah. they're but we're all raising each other up yeah. to the same level. You're, you're right. So uh, Brené Brown, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she talks about, um, there's a book, she's written loads of cool books and I would 100% recommend everyone to read. You got them all? One. Yeah, I've, I've got them in, in, in books. I've got them in like audios, like oh, I, I need to absorb all this and keep hearing it. And um she talks, uh, She one of her favourite quotes is, you know, like, I, I, I can't remember it exactly, but it's basically like, listen to the people that are in the arena that you're in. Yeah. And, you know, yes, I remember because that one. that's hard. Mm. Yeah. And it, I think it was a Roosevelt one, wasn't it? Mm. But but I think in my earliest days. Yes. Don't, of, don't take criticism from people who aren't prepared to get into your arena. Yes. Yeah. Far more eloquent than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I haven't got her books. I know. <laughs> You don't need them. <laughs> no, they're brilliant. And, uh, and and I think if I look back, a lot is that the insecurities that I had is because I was listening to people who weren't in the arena yeah. I was in, yeah. and that because of my lack of confidence, I would make decisions based on their opinions mm. when they actually. Mm didn't really understand the full mm. complexity mm. of the situations that I was in. And that's really common. Yeah. And, and, it, and you asked me what has changed in the last 18 months. And it's that the only people's opinions that I listen to mm. now are those that are in the arena mm. I'm in. Because mm. there's an assumption that because they have an opinion, they know better than you. Yeah. Isn't it? And it's also, yes. well, it's so much easier because they have an opinion. And if I don't listen to that, shit, I've got to work out what I think about this. Yeah. And that is really hard to yeah. work out. Sometimes if I'm being treated and I'm asked how I feel, I go, I don't know. Can you yeah, tell me? I because I just find it so hard oh. to actually figure out yeah. what it is I want. Or yeah. so often, I'm just, just tell me, just tell yeah. me. Dogs, I'm lazy, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's a society. Maybe we're just not mm. used to sitting enough and actually no. really figuring it out. And we, it, it's a brave thing to do because you mm. have to, you have to be okay with whatever the answer is, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. you? And maybe that's it. Maybe it's the yeah. fear of actually what I'm going to find out. Yeah. So let, I'll take their opinion yeah. because they're very confident with that. Yeah. And it's, as you say, it might have no relation to what you're doing yeah. at all or actually be quite detrimental to your business. Yeah. And it's that silence again, isn't it? Mm. It's probably why we're chatting quite yeah. well. <laughs> silence. You then be like, oh, I've got to fill it with something. Yeah. No, don't. Or an, Just or an, let people yeah. think and yeah, let yeah, people yeah. be. Yeah. 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 So in all of that, what was your biggest hurdle do you think me really oh easily yes it's kind of get out of your own way yes i mm. think i think <laughs> should i tell you what the answer is yeah please i don't know where is it <laughs> gonna brenny brooks i'll tell you it might be somebody else i don't know uh no but i uh if i yeah yeah, it's it is understanding maybe yourself and why you have opinions and beliefs that you do about mm. business, and that 
sometimes when you get out of your own way mm. and you trust and listen to people yeah. that are in the arena, have been in the arena, know the arena, and it's uncomfortable the advice that they give you and the perhaps the the a mentor is to kick you up the ass mm. <laughs> and it, it's maybe not a comfortable place to say to be. sometimes really uncomfortable when they highlight things and you sit and you squirm and you think oh yeah. shit i'm gonna have to deal with this I know. <laughs> i'm gonna have to think about it yeah. don't make me think about it i try really hard not to <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah totally that's a, yeah so if it, yeah all in all is it's being okay being me in this scenario and uh, the perfectionism thing was a big mm. one mm. um and i think becoming i think i've said it again i know that becoming a mum got me over perfectionism pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> the longer it's your house tidy done is better than perfect <laughs> yeah. again not mine <laughs> I should get loads of t-shirts printed with these on, shouldn't I? That would be huge, Mary Lou. There you that go. Really you should get, this should be on your inspirational t-shirts. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll have to think of a name for Copyright. that. Copyright. I yeah. wonder where we stand on that. They're not mine. <laughs> to pay, pay, pay Brenny Brown a yeah, pound a t-shirt. Oh god. So in, in all of that, when getting out your own way yeah. and trusting, for me that's a huge word, yeah. trust and faith. Yeah. Do you buy into the law of attraction that if you start going, well, this is going to work, this is going to be successful, and you have that mindset, you draw the energy of that success to you? Whereas previously, if you're having the mindset about, oh, it's so hard, and oh, it's not working, and and it's just not gelling, and and you get oh, yeah. stuck in that energy yes. because you're you, you're in your own way. But as yes. soon as you open it to the universe and go, yeah, mm. because I'm I'm good at this, I value what I do, I mm. value my clients, I value my team, it's all flowing. Yes. And then that just yes. snowballs. Yes, we're in that right now. Mm. I have a hundred percent belief in everything we are doing right now. Mm. Hugely difficult time for everybody. And yet I feel so inspired and I believe so 100% in what we are doing and mm. creating right now mm. that I feel it, I feel prickly with it, mm. you know. Like and that must come off bizarre. you for your team as well. They must pick so. that up on you. Well, they <laughs> no, must they, do. They have sent yeah. me some lovely little messages this evening. But, uh, you know, and it's like this week has felt quite a, a pivotal, I think, for me mm. and in a – in a in a leadership role. Oh, I still mm. don't like saying that word. Oh, feel so uncomfortable. But yes, it's you know, like actually, I can do this, and I I'm confident enough in my decision making. Mm. It's that confidence and belief, mm. and I know that mm. if I got it wrong, then I don't mind. I'm mm. happy. You know, like learning from those. Mm. You know, there aren't mistakes, are there? You don't no. get things wrong. You just no. make decisons, and you grow from them and, yeah 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 and well, Edison and yeah. his 10,000 attempts to create the light bulb yes. it's not they're not failures they're just no. 10,000 ways to be successful yes did I answer your question I, I can't remember what it was now <laughs> <laughs> one of my questions was yeah who has been your biggest influences but I keep hearing Brenny Brown so I don't yes. know if it's her so she's one of them Marie Folio. oh I love her I've never yeah, well no oh. yes i I have She's seen great. her on a podcast, very high energy. I love her. Mm. I want to be a friend. I want to be all these people. <laughs> She's friends. so glamorous. I need to meet them. Yeah. But they, they've just got great energy mm. and I just I just 
relate to everything mm. that they're saying mm. and I love it and it's mm. they're it's very, very real aren't they? yeah. and really I mean I find Brené Brown a fantastic storyteller oh, God, and yeah. the way she she will at one moment she'll say something my god she's just so amazing at her job mm. and the next minute she'll go but I'm useless I never do it or and the vulnerability yeah. she has or the honesty she has yes and it's like it's not even two faces but it's just so beautiful yeah. to hear her going oh but I yeah. fuck up all the time oh yes. great <laughs> you're human I love a good swear word that's why I love both of them that's why I love you I've been really good in this interview. No, so have I. Honestly. (laughs) Could be a lot worse. Yeah. I'm quite sensitive to it. Yeah. But no, so those would be two of them. I'd say that, uh, yeah, I'd say they've been pretty, pretty there. They've been there with me for a while. (laughs) They've been there for me. (laughs) (laughs) If any, they knew. They probably do know. (laughs) Tell you what, as well, the other really, like, cringy thing is my little one. Like, I I actually believe that she's been hugely influential because I just want her to believe that... I don't want her ever to become a perfectionist because I think mm. that has hampered me for many a year. Mm. But also, just make things happen mm. and do it and do it with your best ability and best heart and best intention and, mm. you know, those four commitments. Love those. Mm-hmm. You know, those are great, you know, just seek to understand and yeah. try your best in any situation mm. um, so, don't to take anything personally yeah. don't make assumptions yeah yeah great lessons yeah 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 love those two that's another t-shirt yeah <laughs> I'm sure someone's doing this I could never write a book because nothing I have to say is you get, original you get sued wouldn't you I know, just pulling together everyone else's work <laughs> I'm sure they are too <laughs> read any law of attraction yeah. book they kind of all say the same thing yeah. <laughs> You're right. I remember you did say a minute ago about the mindset business and being positive and and that breeds positivity. Mm. And, you know, in, in, in a client in health, you know, the, there's been masses shown that you can influence your, your strength with what you say in your mind. Like we've oh, totally. got a classic, you know, with your press against me saying, I'm yeah. strong, I'm strong, and yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. push down. And then you say, I'm weak, I'm weak, mm. I'm weak. And mm. so it's that self-talk and mm. and I um so damaging, isn't it? That book mm. that's on my desk, I haven't read it yet, but one of my beautiful friends recommended it to me. It's about um the secret thoughts of successful women. Mm. And I've not read it yet, but it's all about, you know, the negative self-talk that mm. we have and and the um I think especially as women. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's extraordinary how we have adopted that yeah. over the years, over men who, who I want to say, an arrogance or just maybe a belief yeah. that yeah. they are going to succeed. Yeah. Because that's their role or because they're men. And then yeah. we have, at times, quite the opposite. Yeah. And it's, we seem to make the hill so much steeper for ourselves, don't yeah. we? And there's a lot of, I think, social conditioning, generational mm. stuff, you mm. know, all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it, I can't I, I can't stress highly enough about working on yourself as an individual to mm. make you good at what you do. And I think that is key to me. And mm. the more I've done that and the more I've understood myself, the more I've understood certain things that I need to learn mm. better. So that kind of leads you on to my next question of when you are... I was going to say overwhelmed or stressed, or even when you're not, mm. how do you choose to switch off? What are your de-stresses? 
oh, I love a bit of shitty telly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last thing I expected you to say. I'm going to say good massage. telly. Do you know, that's really funny. Uh, you know, and I'm sure in your role as well, you know, when you've been talking all day yeah. with um, and holding space in that way, <clears throat> sometimes one of the things that is really helpful, because it's hard to switch off initially mm-hmm. because you can, you continue with that, is to utterly zone out mm. with some naff telly mm. i love it i do yeah and I, then, I do a spot of that it's not like yeah. i disagree no no i'm just not sure i'd have said no i know <laughs> see i'm happy in my own skin i'm I so just, happy it's just admit. good cave time i, 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 I can't think i just want something that's mindless t- yeah and, and my husband will watch like documentaries but that involves oh, my no, brain i need i can't think just give me something i just can get absorbed in yeah. that i just can get t- carried on the storyline and i'm perfectly yeah, happy. happy cuckoo it's a good one on netflix hilarious oh, no, i've not seen that really oh, good that greg davis makes me laugh oh, a lot i've just started watching the split oh i've, heard I've, I've literally just watched that. one oh, okay. i've got friends who've watched all oh. how many series there are but oh. the first one was brilliant okay. so yeah i recommend that you know, uh, so that would be one of the things I do, but I might add I don't do that all the time. Uh, but <laughs> no, I don't, honest. Um, but I think uh, you know one of my biggest issues for years, I think ever since I was little, was managing my own energy, and mm. um, <clears throat> I've continually go 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 go, and then get ill, mm. and it's like you know like roller coaster energy levels yeah Mm. probably because you're just trying 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 all the time and you're never going to get there because it's unattainable what you're striving for and um and so continual wake-up calls continual health issues and then it's like okay what am I not listening to here what's the universe trying to keep telling me and and so in the last two years again it, it, it comes back down to that cycle that we've mm. talked about I have made it an absolute priority to look after myself so mm. I've started you know I'm exercising regularly now you know get those those massages get the mm. get the work done on my body mm. that I need um, that's beneficial to me it's taking space for reading getting earlier to bed um, all sorts of things, less screen time later on, you know, and I know those things are hard sometimes. Mm. Meditation mm. is so important for me mm. and it's not something I do every day. And mm. if there's one thing that I want to get to, mm. it would be bringing that into my daily yeah. daily yeah. practice. Because I, 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 and I, I say it um, at work sometimes to people, but my day goes totally differently if I've done even five minutes mm. before I see my first client. Mm. It's a totally different day. Mm. And, and and that I just think isn't that wonderful five minutes I know no I agree no yeah. it has a profound effect on me yeah and have you have you moved beyond feeling guilty for doing that those things and giving yourself time oh yeah because I'm such a better person mm. for it mm. <laughs> no I don't yeah, mean no, that I in a bad you. way but mm. I'm you function better I'm you can so give much more grounded more. Mm. so much and I can give more mm. um it's funny how it takes us so long to get oh, to that point no. to realise that. Which I can't, I can't, I can't, I've got to give. Maybe yeah. it is the mother in us or just the woman in us that you keep giving. I've and then realise yeah. you're just depleted and yeah. there's nothing left nothing to give. Nothing in the tank. You can't give from an empty cup. No, absolutely. That's the, I've borrowed that one as well. I love it. <laughs> you know, I heard that one. I love it. No, I have heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> love it. But it's so true. It's so true. And the more, the more I've learned about caring for myself 
it's easier to help other people. And there ever I I would say that I've I meet very very few such a small percentage that mm. aren't in that same boat. Mm. And it's it's nice to be able to have those conversations about my challenges with yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So where do you see yourself in 5 years time? Horrible interview oh, question. No, no, that's a good one because uh, that is something that I have thought of quite mm. a lot recently and about what I'm trying to do and I think um my ideal and you know balance is a really hard word as well mm, so mm. that's that's one huge in what I do but yes yes <laughs> so life balance mm. in that sense I I don't know whether I feel that that's achievable when you're running a business mm. and I I want to believe it is but I also believe that there will be some times where things require a lot of your attention and other mm. things drop. And then equally, you can you can switch it mm. to the other way so mm. that it's it is it. It's not a roller coaster. I don't want roller coasters. Mm. A gentle it, seesaw. It, it's more a gentle mm. seesaw of that as I move forwards. And I'm learning much more now about being less emotionally connected to things at work, which mm. has been a huge thing. And so with my learnings of that, it's become a lot easier to think about what I want to achieve in the future moving forwards because it's it it it, it feels more separate from me mm. and therefore You've been able to get the objectivity. Yes. Mm. So yes, I do there's there's a lot of things that I want to achieve from a work perspective, but I think probably the best things that I would want to talk about with you is what how I would want my life how I'm, how my life is going to be mm. in five mm. years' time, which is um, still working, but in a much more defined way. Mm. Um, with off time, mm. there's, there will be a lot more um, boundaries with that. Mm. And, and actually, I think, well, I, I believe where I'm going now is I want to support others in the team and share the skills that I've got with them mm. more which so the machine runs on its own yeah without you and yeah I still want to be involved in it but mm. I, I want to be able to bring more things to a bigger audience mm. <clears throat> and and actually invest and empower the people who are working in the business with me mm. to not do the things as I do, but uh, but the things that I know are helpful in mm. in these scenarios, and to help them with those sorts of skills mm. as well. Because I don't have all the answers, but there are some that I have learned now. Mm. You need to read more books. <laughs> yeah, I need to read more books. More quotes. Yeah, and there's and actually that thing is really important, like learning. You know, one mm. of my the the first yeah another of my one things over <laughs> these last two years is to understand how to recruit the right people to your mm. business now that was huge for me mm. and setting up a system and then letting that system play out instead of letting the emotion or mm. the situational moments mm. that occur run mm. your choices and decision making Re removing yourself enough but knowing that there is a system in in yeah. place to to take yeah. over from the emotion yes. but if you remove yourself and there's no yeah. system then it doesn't work yeah mm. and so 
you might have an emotional response, but if you do things as your system dictates, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it takes the ego out of it. It does, and it, it, becomes and it makes you make a better decision mm. because you're making it based on what's the right decisions for mm. the business, not mm. maybe what might be the best short-term mm. decision. And so, you know, goals for the business is to be able to not have to be relied on clinically mm. all the time, to be able to support people better, to be able to run this full service um, with other professionals involved in it, for sure, and other other hats in that in that sense, um, but also being able to reach a bigger audience locally, but also further afield, mm. um, is is really key to me as well. And do you have a, a, a plan of how you're going to do that? Well, weirdly, I think what's happened in this recent times mm. has. Um, become an unexpected springboard to that mm. so actually um so it's pushing a lot of people to think yeah, online and, and, and distance and, and i think that it's it, it's it comes back to where we started is is it's being brave and putting your head above the parapet and going mm. this is me this is what i believe in this is what we believe in as a business this is what we we can these are the people that this is the people that we can help with to get this outcome mm. if you're one of them we'd love to speak to you mm. and be okay with being out there being the face of it mm. actually putting putting a video out there being happy to talk you know in a few weeks I'm going to be running classes that maybe people could be looking at mm. from anywhere in the country and mm. that is a bit sweat inducing <laughs> but it's something I should be doing you yeah. know it's why not? And and being okay with that, yeah. that feels it gets really easier. brave. Mm. But that's how, again, we're going to be able to start reaching this bigger mm. audience. And mm. um, and I think that will be quite big. Mm. Yeah. So I've got two more questions before okay. we wrap up. Yeah. So you've got your gorgeous five-year-old daughter. Yeah. How has that shaped you into a better, one presumes a better businesswoman? How has that shaped you and how you make your decisions? So stop being a perfectionist. I think I've already said that. <clears throat> and the second one is about quality time. Because I think as um everyone talks a lot about the guilt of being a mum. Mm. And and if I'm really honest, I've never I've not had that. I I rarely have that. And I, I don't mean that in a big headed way. I just what my reality of becoming a mum yeah. meant that I had fewer options available to me mm. for doing things mm. and that I needed to work. So actually, this is this is how our life is. Mm. And I felt that there was no point in feeling guilty about that because that's how it is. Mm. And I, doing the best you can. Mm. Um, Do you also identify a bit... And I remember when I started, um, and I was kind of, my hand was forced because of um, our circumstances. Yeah. There was a moment when, or quite a few moments, when I would feel guilty for working, that oh, I wasn't yeah. looking after my children. Yeah, yeah. And I'd, and I'd resent work. Yeah. And then there were times when I'd resented my kids from stopping me working. Yes. But then I also learned further down the line, nearer now, that actually I'm a better person for working. Yes. Because I, I'm ticking more of my boxes. Yes. And I think, you know, would I have loved to have... I've been a stay-at-home mum maybe for a few weeks <laughs> or months. <laughs> mm. And, of course, I, 
and actually I don't I don't I'm not a fan of looking at what ifs because that didn't happen mm. this has happened and mm. actually I think that what we have done in the last year since she's been here is pretty awesome my, and my the God. fact that we've yeah, done totally. all these things even though she's so little it's yeah. great and opportunities that mm. we've had and and um yes there is I do th- exactly like you say. There is, there's, is it sadness? I don't want to label it as guilt. I'm trying really hard not mm. to label it as guilt. But there's, there's a feeling of comparison. Like I try desperately not to compare myself to others because mm. everyone's situations are different mm. and everyone's needs are different and everyone's beliefs about what they need are different. Yeah. So, um, I would very much like to try to make the time that I'm doing what I'm doing as present as I can mm. so that I, I and then when I'm not doing those things I'm there with her mm. does any of that make sense yeah no it does it yeah. does and I think we have to remember to a degree that I, I think we give our children gifts in different ways yeah. I think you have the gift of being present yeah. if you're a stay-at-home mum and you yeah. know I've, I've been both that you, you have the gift of, of doing that. But I think for me, there were, and with hindsight, I think there was a touch of dissatisfaction because I didn't, my skill set, which I now realise I have, yeah. wasn't being used and my creativity. Yeah. And I think actually my older three kids have all done business and they've all done amazingly. They've all yeah. got like A's or A stars. Yeah. And it's it's because it's what we talk about all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of in, not right in their DNA, but it's in the conversation. Yeah. So, and I think... If you can be an inspiration for your children yes. and you work hard and you have your right values yeah. and success is measured in different ways yeah. and I think that's a gift for them. Yeah. I think there's a beauty in both. Yeah. And it, it's lovely to see um it's lovely to see her being <laughs> proud of me yeah. actually. That's how sure. it is. Mm. And and like equally uh, I've just remembered that one of my biggest turning points two years ago was when she said, I don't want you working anymore, mummy, because working makes you grumpy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't have a growing up thinking that working makes you grumpy because I actually do enjoy it. It's just that the worries make me, you know. And then it was like, crikey, no, no I really, pressure. I know, I have to let, I have to give her a better message than this. This is not good. Not best. That was her interpretation. You could have crashed your car and been grumpy, yeah. or you could have stubbed your toe and been grumpy. No, no, I think work was making me grumpy. I think she was pretty accurate, actually. God darn it. She's your mirror. Three. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so yeah, that's a pretty, yeah, pretty good okay. one, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so to end on, and it's kind of one, again one of those interview questions. I'm sorry if you could give a single piece of advice to someone of either juggling work and motherhood, yeah. or motherhood, or running a business, Ooh. or just working in general. What do you think it would be? Oh, well, it's not going to be my advice, obviously. <laughs> it's going to be someone else. Tap into it. <laughs> Tap into Brené. <laughs> That's really what's, your, what's the main T-shirt in your drawer? What's the one you pull out? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want to think about, I want to say something about learning, actually. Learning and growing. And 
And I think that the, that is twofold. That's learning and growing as mm. a person mm. to enable you to learn and grow in those other things that you're doing. And often the things that you don't want to learn are exactly the bloody things you yeah. need to. Yeah, the ones you want to avoid. Ooh. Which is so annoying. <laughs> but so right. <laughs> I know. So um, we think that because then that allows you to have different perspectives, different opportunities, mm. and then different outcomes, mm. doesn't it? Mm. You know, and that's what I tell my clients. Mm. I'm helping you learn to move in different ways so mm. that you get a different outcome with mm. your body. Mm. Oh, look, I've just realized. There we go. That's yours. So it is Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Learn and grow. <laughs> Learn and grow. On so the... Smile and wave, boys. <laughs> smile and wave. <laughs> oh, I'm a penguin. <laughs> From Madagascar. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, on that note, oh, Vic Rendell. Has it gone nine o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it has. That's why my last half hour was such waffle. I'm so sorry. You've been amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You thank are you. welcome. Thank you, Mary Lou. <laughs>